Welcome, dear listeners, to a brand new season of Life and Home. I am Shan, and with me is Joanna, your co-host for this enriching journey. This season, we delve into a captivating world of couples and their unique view of home. Home is more than a space. It's a reflection of who we are. And when two lives merge within this space, an intriguing dance of tastes and identities take place. How do couples blend these differences and similarities to create a space that truly symbolizes their united front? Join us this season as we converse with couples across the spectrum, each narrating their own story of creating a home that encapsulates their individualities and their shared journey. We will review how their homes echo their bond and their growth as a couple. So, sit back and join us on this enlightening expedition unveiling the allure and complexity of home through the eyes of couples. Regardless of your relationship status or curiosity about how couples view their homes, this season holds insights for all. Let's dive in and uncover the intriguing realm of life at home. Welcome everybody. Today we have Matthew and Wendy. They're married and live in downtown Toronto, Canada. Matthew is an executive coach and Wendy is an HR manager in the banking industry. If you already heard our previous uh, seasons, Matthew was in our season three, Man's View, shared with us about his all the way from childhood home and to the current adulthood home together with Wendy they built it up thank you for being here with us today thanks for having us back yeah, looking forward for inviting us looking forward to the chat would you tell us a little bit more or what you want us to know about you both individually and as a couple sure um just briefly then uh so I work as an executive coach in downtown Toronto. Um, we've been living at this place for a little over seven years now, um, but we've been living in Toronto for better part of 20 years. I like to cycle around the city. Uh, photography is a hobby of mine. I've been doing improv, you know, just recently, uh, but the two of us live on our own. Um, we don't have any kids. It's just the two of us. I have always been, I think, a downtowner at heart, but I was born and raised in a smaller city it's small city large town small city and so for me city life was was always something that uh that i i aspired to and and not so much a country kid more of a more of an urban person so always wanted to live downtown and and it took a little while to be able to work up to living in in the location that we wanted which is right in the city you know i, I some of my relatives back home will will look at where we live and think Oh, that's that's not for me. That's startling, or it's so busy, or it's it's right in the middle of everything. And you know, I, I didn't move from my small city to to downtown Toronto to live in a in a bungalow somewhere. I, I want to be right in the city. So that's uh, that's what we're at. And glad that uh, that Matthew and I have been able to 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 find some commonality in that. Both of you grew up kind of in city life. It was it was after university that I moved away mm-hmm. and and have been living in in cities ever since. And for me, I. Um, I grew up north of Toronto, 
And we were always a bus ride away from the city. So, you know, as a kid, we would take the you know school bus into the city to do the, the museums and the science center and all the, the various big attractions. So it, the city was always close to us, but it wasn't until moved away from home, got my you know first corporate job that I actually had an opportunity to live uh, fully in the city. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What is your center of your home? Oh, interesting. Uh, well, we're recording this in our study right now, but I would say the center of our home is we have a sort of open concept living room, dining room, kitchen area. Um, and I would say that's probably the center of our home. That's where we spend the most of our time, a chance for us to connect in, in all the in most of the various ways of, of our life. I, I'll jump into that a little bit. I think, um, you know, for as much as I talk about living city life, it, it's interesting. I would consider myself an extrovert, but I do feel like the home is an introverted space, partly because, you know, being married to an introvert, I, it's not, I acknowledge this is the introvert cave. I also really come to appreciate uh, home as a quiet space. Um, but knowing that I have the option to engage the world very easily without without having too much distance between it and uh, and where I am. And I think for the two of us, especially you know in light of the pandemic, the the idea of the space being a place of safety um, was really important during the pandemic. It ended up being a place of uh, connection for us because during that time, the two of us really you know, came closer together as a partnership. And I mentioned the physical space, but really, you know, it's really the connection between the two of us mm-hmm. that um, has really grounded us uh, in this place. Yeah. And and I think that the, the pandemic, what the, the first and most notable thing was, you know, there was a, a disconnect in contact with other people. So it really just increased the, you know, just the number of hours that we were spending together. Mm-hmm. But there was so much comfort in that. There was so much safety in it and and just really came to appreciate Matthew and I can really spend weeks and weeks and weeks together and be happy uh, with that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would say that that's, that's a really defining thing about the space. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit curious. How does your home reflect that about the two of you? Kind of does and it kind of doesn't. Like we're we're not the physical space isn't hugely important to me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 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 not a person who's overly connected to stuff. I have some you know certain needs, but a space in that I know that if a space is very cluttered, it's going to weigh me down and I will start to feel you know awkward and uncomfortable pretty quickly. Um, but I you know Matthew's more concerned with what's on the walls and how looks and and making the space beautiful than I am I'm more concerned about does it feel comfortable and functional and and uh, the one of the Wendyisms if I have to move stuff to get to other stuff that stuff is dead to me um, <laughs> so just not not allowing things to accumulate yeah I, I would say and you know between the two of us that's you know the kind of space that we've created it's a there isn't a lot of stuff around we've got things on the walls but really the idea is to create a space that we feel that we're not encumbered by that we're not uh, that we have air to, you know, I, I'm using sort of expression like air to breathe, like that we have places, you know, space to move around. You know, we want to create a place where we are not burdened by the stuff, that we're not having to fill our heads with, you know, all the, the stuff that, so that's around us. And we can focus on, you know, the things that are important to us and, you know, the conversations, the reading, you know, the, um, the ways that we connect. Um, mm-hmm. you know, th- that those are the sorts of things that are important to us. So yeah, it, about creating the space is around, it's less about this, 
the, the physical objects like the furniture, like the art on the wall, than it is just simply, are we creating a space that we feel comfortable in? And yeah, you know, do we have a piece of art on the wall? Yes, great. Does it have to be that piece? Not necessarily, it could be something different. Um, likewise, you know, does it have to be that couch? Maybe, you know, it doesn't, we're not attached to that. Does the couch have to be there or over there? Not really. Matthew you know, like, asked this funny question this morning. He said, if all the fit furniture was swapped up for different furniture, would it, would it matter to us? And the answer is no. <laughs> Probably not. So for us, it's creating the space is about the partnership itself. It's about, are we as people doing the work to connect as, you know, with each other? Are we communicating? Are we talking? Yeah. Are we being respectful for each other? Are we cleaning up after ourselves? You know, like all the sorts of normal things that we do in a house. Yeah. The interpersonal stuff is the thing that makes the difference. The physical environment, yeah, it's it's a place. It's got rooms and we you know, we've certainly we like that, but it's that's not the priority for us. You know, yeah. if we're okay, the space is okay. I had a little inkling into something there for a moment. How how does how you are living today together in that space? How does that bring in the way that you grew up? It's been an evolution with us when it comes to, you know, the kinds of things that we have. Like for me, when I first, when we first moved in together, not in this place, but in a, a previous place, I had more stuff with me, just things I've collected over the years. Um, but I have come to appreciate the importance of not accumulating things. So for me, the evolution has been, a letting go of stuff that I gathered, books mostly. <laughs> They're mostly yeah. books, if we're honest. Um, uh, and so really, you know, do I need to hold on to this thing anymore? And if not, okay, it gets donated. So for me, it it was a, a releasing of things. At the same time, I was also wanting to make sure that I was, you know, still communicating the value of being in a place that has good light. Lighting is really important to me and art is really important to me. So making sure those things are brought into our space as well. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think um, what I wanted out of this space, I, I don't know if I thought about that too much, you know, as a, as a kid growing up, not that you have a whole lot of control over the space, that's, that's mostly determined by parents and the life circumstances. But I think pretty early on, like one of the really formative things for me was a love of travel and exploring and just realizing really quickly that, you know, I, I, as soon as I graduated, I, you know, moved away and lived in another country for a few months and did the student travel thing and just realizing pretty quickly that if you can get away with, you know, carrying less stuff on your person, that you're that much more open to seizing opportunities when they're happening and that the stuff really wasn't that important to me. So that's when I started to really, you know, from then on, I was all about cities. And, and so when I did buy my first home before I met Matthew, it was a condo in the city. It was a small condominium. And it was a matter of, I know that I can't afford a big space. Um, and if I have to choose between space and time, I, I, I jokingly refer to the, the space-time continuum. You value space or you value time. Where you're going to fall on that continuum is, is going to be influenced by that. And I value time more than space.
yeah, so I, I, I bought my first place and it had a good layout so that we could be comfortable in the space and realize that you have to not accumulate too much stuff. And that's that's how I, I came to really feel like, yeah, this this is what I want home to be. And yeah, then when Matthew and I met, we had slightly different living arrangements at the time, but uh, yeah, we, we made it work. Can I just jump in on one point that you made? Because you were talking, you know, you spoke about travel and travel is really important to, mm-hmm. to us, the opportunity to go different places. And I think the thing that makes us travel really well together is the ability to almost take home with us. Yeah. Like, you we, know, we... We had one recently. Like we, I think we, of it. You know, when we, we had a chance to travel a few months ago and we had, a, you know, the place that we stayed in, we rented a place in a, in a city and, and we were able to create a new home for us. And it almost didn't matter where we were. And um, when we travel to different places, finding a space that the two of us can then, you know, exist where we have, you know, as much as we can, quiet, uh, you know, be able to create that quiet space for the two of us to to do everything. That's great. And that has been like fundamental to how we travel together is creating this sense of home, which is really just an alignment of things that we yeah. value. Oh my. So come on, give us the secret spice recipe then. <laughs> how do you create home when you're not home? I love how you said that, like you bring it with you. Just yeah. Communication. Yeah, I would say fundamentally communication is is the most important thing. It's about, you know, are we, if there's an issue, let's talk about it. Free from judgment, free from, you know, accusation or anything, anything like that. Do the dishes need to be done? Yes, the dishes need to be done. Okay, are we, let's do the dishes. And I think, you know, <laughs> one thing that's really worked with us has been reading, actually, mm-hmm. which has uh, connected us in a way that normally disconnects people over things like chores. So we read together. And what that means is that I may be doing the dishes, for instance, but Wendy will be on the couch reading a, one of our books. So we may be, you know, currently we're reading some Scottish novel. And so she'll just read another chapter and I'll do the dishes. Or maybe, you know, like I'm, she, she's I'm making dinner. She may be making dinner one time and I'll read the next chapter. So it's a way of us connecting on some of the the day-to-day activities that must that are normally mundane that are nor you know many people find to be you know a chore you know something they don't really like doing or there's resentment because it's like oh i have to do the dishes but the my my partner never does the dishes we don't have that because the other person is engaged in the activity they're providing they're present with us they're you know reading a story which is enjoyable to both of us and then we get through the whatever the the chore is you know and and so we don't feel like we're doing something by ourselves we are doing something together we're just doing it in a more supportive and you know frankly entertaining (laughs) way depending on the book so i would say wanting a tip you know read to your part read to you can't read together read to your partner while you're doing chores oh my god I am like, oh. <laughs> I know. This so is that's incredible. how we create home wherever we go yeah. because it's the two yeah. of us, and it almost doesn't matter the activity we're involved in. It's the two of us connecting together mm. over a mutual something that's mutually enjoyable. If the walls that encapsulate the two of you when you are alone, nobody is watching, nobody's there. If they could talk a little bit about what they see. What do you think they would be saying? <laughs> That's the most random thing just popped into my head. 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, the movie version when the doors open and closed. There was oh. this sort of, Oh. <laughs> okay, that was a very geeky reference. So for the audience who have watched the movie version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, maybe you'll get the reference. Um, but basically, this um, what we're trying to communicate is a sort of sense of, ah, calm. You know, that's probably what they'd be, you know, the walls would be seeing is this like peaceful. Um, yeah, I, I don't you know, want to be bringing drama home. Yeah, there's not, that's there's the biggest thing. There's not a lot a of drama. Environment. Well, not our drama. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they have other people over. They bring the drama. <laughs> the walls would see a very, you know, peaceful kind of environment. Yeah, mm. yeah and I could imagine if I, I was saying, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. What I'm hearing more is about respect and mm -hmm. being really uh, willing to to hold whatever it is that's there and and beauty and light and we can hear lots of those things coming through. And so I wonder, what are some uh, moments that this home has seen you through? Uh, yeah, we've been <laughs> focusing our thought on this home. I think like if we were to think about this home, I think yeah, coming down to specific moments was really tough for us because mm. I don't know, you know, there's with so much of our life we live continuously. So it's, it, you know, it, it's not like there was one event that happened here, yeah. but we were talking, you know, just the last day about family and how, especially in this place, we feel we've been able to have family over more often. So Wendy's parents coming in from out of town and her you know, my siblings, her siblings coming around, coming around more. I've got a niece who lives in the city now. Yeah. And then my parents come and visit as well. So, you know, there's been more opportunity to have family by our house, which wasn't always the case in other places that we lived at. Either the configuration of the place wasn't big enough or just, the, you know, there was other other factors that played into it. But or my family was more in a stage where they weren't coming to the city to visit as often. Yeah. And that space that we talked about with the kitchen, living room, dining room, all kind of combined in one space, it's very open so that when we do have people over, you're, you're all in the same room together. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think that's it, having, having more opportunity and, and having spent more time with family here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So less a single incident, but more just a, an opportunity with the people around us that has really stood out for us with this place. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What is your favorite, like if you have a look around, because um, of course my eyes are like drawn to those pictures behind you. <laughs> um, but I'm, I, I know that our listeners cannot see that. What are, what's your favorite piece that you got together? I'm going to mention two things. So, uh, you know, for the benefit of the, the audience uh, on the wall behind me, we have several pictures of a trip that we took to Iceland. So various vistas available for that. Um, but I would say, you know, if we were to pick some items in our place, again, we're not attached to the physical things as much. If we were to pick a, an object in our sort of common area, we would probably choose our table, which seems like a silly, silly thing, but it's a um, reclaimed wood with, uh, you know, reclaimed steel um, made by an artisan in, in one of the neighborhoods of Toronto. It's beautiful. It's, you know, this lovely wood color and, you know. It's, it's substantial. It's, and yeah, fairly it's, substantial. And, and the space is the right size to be able to have a table that you can comfortably have six people at. We played mm -hmm. board games at it, you know, yeah. through much of 2021 when you didn't want to 
you know, get, go to big gatherings um, in public, but still really starting to have people over. We enjoyed that table a lot. And uh, it's just a comfortable part of the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's probably one that we would find mutually enjoyable. Yeah, I love that the, uh, reclaimed. Uh, so reclaimed wood is one of the things I fill up. And it's one of the things I talk about quite a lot throughout this podcast is bringing out some of the nature into our homes because it helps us to feel connected. Is that is that maybe why I'm I'm telling you my reason? What's your reason? <laughs> you have to appreciate when you're living in a downtown, you know, like downtown Toronto, downtown major metropolises is that you're surrounded by a lot of concrete and a lot of steel, just just by the nature of the architecture around you. And I think for us, there is this sense of bringing a little bit more warmth into the environment. And, you know, the table, you know, with the wood pattern, uh, with wood in it is obviously a big centerpiece for that. A lot of our furniture also takes on that, you know, very uh, exposed wood feel, adding in plants to our environment, try to warm up the place. And even the use of light, you know, the different choices that, you know, we've made when it comes to lighting our place to really create a sense of warmth. And, and Matthew says we, but really, he uh, he. It's, not, it's something I never really would have had an appreciation before. It's one of those things I think a lot of people don't realize how much light is affecting them until somebody can point out to them examples of good lighting and bad lighting. And one of the great things about the table is the way that the light fixture yeah. and the lighting that Matthew chose for the dining area and it casts this little like halo of warmth over that particular table so if you're if you're sitting you're eating or uh playing board games or whatever you're doing at that table you've got this little halo of light around it's really great It's not like I just suddenly haul in a piece of thing (laughs) into the space, you know, like we obviously talk about whatever we're creating and whatever we want to create for the space. You know, I may be the one who makes the, you know, the creative decision, but it's always in concert with, you know, with Wendy to make sure that we're both on the same page. Um, Because ultimately, you know, it's about us creating a space that resonates with us, right? And, you know, like, we're not attached to the object, but the object is a focal point for activity. And that's important. Mm-hmm. It sounds like um, when you say mature things, it's not that important. But I understood in the sense of you both can co-create from existing items and bringing coziness to support your relationship and creating a surrounding which is Actually, calm and connecting. I couldn't. I, I could imagine that warm light around that table that cr- cr- create that closeness between people is in that space. Though, in your current home, what spaces actually bring you guys reconnect together or 
connected most closely? Connecting is something that it's not something that we set a particular time of the day to do. You know, it's something that we try to do all the time, I think. You know, so the space might be sort of the living area. Also, I mean, it's a condo. It's not that big. Yeah, <laughs> we don't, we're not talking like a house where there's like multiple, you know, lots of rooms. It's a very, you know, we have, we have, we have limited options when it comes to space. <laughs> but I think the important for thing for us is making sure that we find opportunities to connect. And, you know, I'm working at this desk. Wendy's in the other room at her, you know, desk when she's working at home, you know, and we'll come by and, you know, check in and, you know, touch on the shoulder or, you know, um, or even, it doesn't even have to be verbal things, like even just acknowledging when the other person is active in doing something. Maybe you're like, I'll make tea for Wendy, for instance, in the morning while she's on a, a call for work. It's these sorts of small activities that we do throughout the course of the day. That is not one, not one space that you know allows us to connect. It's the ongoing um, efforts to make sure that we're in tune with each other. And if there's something that's not working, that we're all working together to make sure that it's addressed. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the space that drawing you, but you actually create that closeness connection by leading to it. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. The space, like obviously we have to live in a space and the space is important in that regard. Uh, but the it's the relationships in that space that, mm -hmm. you know, make a home a, a happy place. What is your dream? Or your home. <laughs> yeah, now we're getting into like, what do we dream from our like the physical space versus what do we want from it? like right I, right now? What I dream is for the construction zone. Across the, across quiet the is what we dream so for right finish now. Finish what they're doing so that we <laughs> that noise. Yeah. Stops. So there's an office tower being built right across the road from us. So you have to imagine jackhammering and you know grinding of metal and all the things that go into building building. You know that's mm -hmm. happening throughout the day and it's. Yeah, we were we, we moved into this particular room for this particular call because we were, we wanted to be as far away from the the construction noise as we could manage. Just sort of a general thing, I think you know we've talked about how uh, longer term for us. You know, like is this house place that we're living in right now the the forever home? Maybe not. And if we do move somewhere else, probably you know one of the the most important things for us is to find a place that we can have more quiet where we don't have you know the banging and the clanging as yeah. much anymore and that's and, that's, and that's probably that's, important and i think that's a particular challenge in toronto there's just so much construction going on in toronto i think it's it's had the the highest concentration of construction cranes per capita than a city for quite a long time now yeah um so we you know we keep revisiting is there a place where we could still have this level of access and location that we have now, but maybe just a bit more green or a bit more brick to keep our space a little more insulated on the inside or not having a construction zone, you know, across the street or imminently to be across the street anytime soon. And, and we don't see that space, that space just yet, but, but we can dream. <laughs> we will dream. We can that. dream. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> but, I like it. I, there was something that just came up to me because I'm, I kind of sat up and when do you moved a little and I can see it like out your window and it looks like you're quite far up in the air also. 18 Very stories. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And up. we're only partway up our building. Well, that's, yeah. Oh, wow. Really? So yeah. I wonder, there's a, there's a connection to earth that I'm constantly looking for. 
which is why I can never live in a building because I have to be somehow connected to the earth somewhere during my day. We regularly get out for walks and we yeah. really make a point of trying to mm. um, walk away from our building for a bit. Yeah. We, we're, you know, we're, we can walk towards the lake, which we often do. Mm -hmm. So we have access to the lake, which is really nice. And, and the most common route that we take is very green. Yeah. And then I'll get out for bike rides on a regular basis. And all of the, the routes that I take are, in, are deliberately through parkland and um, along the waterfront through forested areas as much as I can. Because yeah. on our day-to-day -day basis, we don't get that. We, we adapt yeah. to try to include it as much as we can, despite yeah. the fact that in order to have the connection, in order to be connected in the places way that we want to, we also have to make compromises. Compromises, you know, a matter of prioritizing. I, I would still like to add that in. We weren't able to get everything, everything ideally, in all in one space just yet. But you know. So, do you have some like like plants and things like that that you bring into the apartment? Uh, that that would be me again. So yeah, <laughs> and, uh, we have several things going on. So we've got some house plants uh, in in a number of the different rooms. Um, mostly they're shade plants um, because just the, we're on the, the north facing side of the building, which means that we don't get a, a lot of direct sunlight. Although, interestingly enough, we get light reflected off the other towers. So at some points of the day, we do get direct, sun, direct sunlight, sort of. Um, but yeah, mostly shade plants throughout our space. And then on our balcony, I have a little experiment going on, which we call the nature. Uh, we have this big pot <laughs> and we've put in like seed bombs of like wild flowers and so forth. And we're just letting it go to seed. We're just letting it grow whatever random way it goes. So it's this random bit of nature that we are creating. It's not cultivated deliberately, you know, but inside the, the unit, we have uh, a number of plants that we yeah. are keeping alive i think you're doing more than keeping alive oh yeah yeah they're, they're actually yeah. they're, they're, they're thriving <laughs> we I, I actually just repotted most of them a couple of weeks back yeah. so they're all getting big yeah i grew up in a concrete jungle and i know uh, once i was also on this 18th floor in in that high and i see two benefits i get it is you get a actually a lot month of lights if there's no block in front of you, and you actually get a quite a, a massive view from top down. And that is uh, where the advantage is living on the high up. But when you inside uh, your little nest, it's almost, it almost doesn't feel that much high and anywhere, right? Yeah, it, it really doesn't. Although I will say um, there have been a couple of occasions, you know, when your local sports team is is winning the the, the the big prize, it's fun. It's fun to see just how crazy the city can get just outside in this space that's normally pretty quiet, just turns into pandemonium. You know, I uh, remember especially one, like one the moment. Raptors won the NBA championship <laughs> a few years back. It was bananas down we, here we weren't watching we, we weren't watching tv we we're just sitting inside and we knew we're like the game should be ending but we're not hearing the noise we, does that mean they're losing now we, we'd be hearing something we, we're, when's it going to happen what's going on? he's here he has the you know has the game ended is there a score and there wasn't a definitive answer and, and then, then a moment later there was noise and we said and you okay. can hear it you, you can hear the noise of the city outside your unit you can hear like all the cheers from you know like out on the streets and in the nearby towers as everyone's celebrating like that is something that is really you know unique and special you don't you know i can't imagine a place where you'd get that kind of like 
just energy. Energy just happening. coming in from all over. Yeah. It's it's impressive. Yeah. Very different aliveness. Yeah. yeah, very different living in the city. Well, I love that. That's because I've never lived in a place like that. So it's really interesting <laughs> for me to Joanna is from mm-hmm. South Africa and she lived um, her life most of the time uh, around the world. And she spent quite a bit of time in uh, Dubai, isn't it? Wow. So it's um, it's fascinating because because even though I lived in a very big city, I lived always close to nature, like in a, in a home with a garden. So it's wonderful to hear that there is this other side and... It's still full of life and aliveness, even though it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is there any more tips and ideas you could share with the couples? Yeah. Um, so the reading tip is we love it. It's our number one. Um, but I would say if we had another tip, we'd probably be around not holding on to a lot of stuff. Um, you know, we we collect things through our lives, you know, pamphlets from some you know, event you go to, a plastic branded cup from your company, you know, like these sorts of things that we just, that just somehow end up in our place. And real effort has been to, to make sure that we are really looking at whatever it is and saying, is this something that we value? Is this something that we have a real emotional connection to that we have a memory associated with? And if it is something that we like and we value, and it's really important, then we'll keep it. And if it, if it's not, then we make sure we we let that stuff go and really make an effort to um, donate as much as possible, recycle as much as possible. Just um, not accumulate but, but in not, the first place. Not accumulate in the first place. Because I think this sort of stuff, this physical baggage can really weigh down on like a mental, create a mental baggage, an emotional baggage. And so our, our recommendation is, you know, really, if there's something that you love in your life, Absolutely. Keep it. It's important. Great. If you don't have that emotional attachment, then then I would say be okay to let it go. If you really need to, to hang on to it, take a picture of it um, and then let it go. And one more thing I would add <clears throat> for me has to do with knowing what's important to you. I know that the way that we live, uh, it's not for everybody. You know, yeah. I, I get that with Fair. my own family. They're you know, they look at where we live and say, oh, I, I couldn't live there. Yeah. And I think it's more, yeah, and and here I was a, a kid living, not even in, in my small city, large town, but in the country, just outside of it and feeling like, oh, I couldn't, couldn't live like this when I grew up. So yeah, really just knowing what's important to you, what you need to have in your, in your living situation to be happy to meet your own needs and and communicate that. Yeah, and like, communicate and then that's, that and, and that's what works for us is yeah. just making sure that we talk to each other about it. I think the thing that's important to us is when it comes to home is less about the space, but making sure that we have the connection and that as long as we're connected, we'll figure the rest out. Oh, that's wonderful. As long as we connected, we were figuring things out. That is this episode about. Beautiful. Well said. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Till next time.